Hello and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. I'm Renee Barabo. Hi everyone, I'm Sandra Engerman and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. We have a really, really interesting topic from one of our listeners today. I really love it and Renee and I appreciate when you send us topics. I would love for the two of you to talk about what sacred space is, what it is, why we open it when we're working, and why we close it when we're finished, Um, which is an absolute great question because it's all about what shamanism is about. Actually, creating sacred space is almost... um, the theme of what shamanism is is about. And in the world of shamanism, we work with spirits. Um, We work with nature, uh, which is considered the middle world, and that even in the middle world, um, we have spirits in the middle world, we have spirits in the upper world, we have spirits in the lower world, and we are actually just a vessel for them. We're we're carrying their power. We're just a vessel for them. And there is absolutely positively no way to be a vessel for a spirit while you're stuck in your ego and while you're stuck in mental chatter. So the bottom line, which Renee and I will go into, is the reason for creating sacred space is to get out of your mind, to get out of your ego, to become a spirit that can actually bring through the vibration of the divine into the seen worlds to help yourself and others. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a big one for me when I was first learning. So it's a, a terrific question. I, I'll never forget the first time I went to the Nipi Lodge. And, you know, you it's all about the ritual of building the fire, not crossing the door space, you know, going around and coming in and and then getting on your uh, hands and knees as you as you work your way into the circle and, and go uh, go around it clockwise. And so I, I believe it was like the first time that I ever felt the reverence, the sacredness of where there was something other than the the chatter of my mind that made me feel like, wow. It was like just this big wow. And then, you know, over time, like the chatter came back in because that's how I am. But then the, the next time I noticed such a clear move from the, the mundane into the sacred was when I started doing uh, healing work. You know, because I was taught to call in the directions and, you know, create a energy bubble for me and the person that I was in. And what I realized was that whenever I was in that space, there was no other. Right. And I then I went all the way back to when I was cooking in the kitchen and people used to say they felt healed when they ate my food. And I realized that the same thing happened when I got all of my mise en place, all of my ingredients out, and I know you were a baker, so you probably understand this, I'd get chopping away, and it would become me and the ingredients and spirit into the creation of what I was cooking, and there was no other. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, I had that experience as a baker. I wasn't into shamanism yet, and love just poured through me. And everything I baked looked so ugly, but... uh, (laughs) I could not keep up with my orders. I just, I didn't know how to do presentation, but there was so much love in everything I baked that people just, they just wanted me to keep baking for them. They didn't care what things looked like. But this, we're doing the show, I do the show from my office and I have this room divider here. And I have the room divider here because, you know, everybody in podcasts or you have to have a nice background, blah, blah, (laughs) blah, you know. And so um, it's not my favorite part of being online is the perfection that everything's supposed to look like. But um, my reason for having the divider is right behind this divider is where I have been seeing clients for 27 years and I have all my healing altars. And I don't want, I I realize the divider is not completely dividing the room, but it divides my, it divides me from the sacred space that it's taken me 27 years to um, create. Uh, you just walk into my space and the energy's there. You don't have to call it in. I've been doing it for 27 years. And so I try to keep the computer separate from my sacred um, space because I've done so much work um, to call in the spirits and, and fill it up. And so sacred space is about calling in your spiritual helpers, calling in the divine, calling in the power of the sun, the power of the wind, the power of the earth, the power of the water, the directions, whatever. It makes it feel special. It's like uh, lighting a candle. Why does everybody light a candle? You know, there's something about lighting a candle that brings the sacred into your life, whether it's a romantic dinner or whether it's a shamanic event, everybody feels the flame of the candle um, opens something sacred within them. And we don't understand how many dimensions there are in the unseen realms. I've been able to get some of my students in there. It's amazing. There's so many dimensions in the unseen realms. it's, It's amazing what we're missing. But you can get a little bit of that in the apartment, your bedroom, Um, your house, wherever you want it, you can get a little bit of that magic by putting in a candle and um, calling in the spirits and saying good morning or please help me have a good night's sleep or please have me have a a good session, help me with... um, the ceremony to release the pain of my past help me with the ceremony to bring health to my body. Um, that's why we create sacred space to give space for the spirits to actually receive our calls. We're constantly dialing that phone to the divine, 
but we don't create the, the, the space for the divine to answer our call. Mm, that's so true. It's like the spirits are always there. And, you know, we need that, that, that marker that we're moved into that space to hear them. Like, you know, cause you could call, like, you know, you're saying call, 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 but you know, uh, I think I, they, there was a saying that prayer is the asking and the meditation is the listening. And so when you open up that space to listen, you really can, can get good information. That's what I talk about when I ask people to go take a wind walk. You know, you can take a walk to the store, but if you go into a wind walk where you actually go out the door, you know, ask, ask a question. You know, invite the wind in to give you an answer. Wait till you feel just a little tap on your cheek or a rustling through your hair or the leaves move. Because then you know that you're in a spot to listen. The winds were out there before you asked, but you were like bolting on through and you didn't, you weren't paying attention. So it, it tells, oh, now Renee's ready to listen. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a very powerful point. And um in my very beginning workshops on shamanism, I talk about um the calling in of the spirits to create sacred space and the releasing them when we're when they're done simply out of a matter of courtesy. Mm-hmm. It's just courtesy. You've called in, you have, let's say you have a community of six people that got together to journey together. You all called in your spirits and it's time to now go home. You called in your spirits. They're sitting in your space. Do you just walk out the door and you don't say thank you or goodbye? (laughs) It's, it's, you know, so much in shamanism we don't understand is about manners and is about courtesy, simple courtesy, um, uh, calling in the spirits, thank you for coming, um, mm-hmm. thank you for coming, that's, uh, that's creating sacred space, and then ending, thank you for coming and helping us this evening and being part of our group um, and taking care of us, thank you for coming, our work is done for now, it is now time for you to leave. Um, it's just a matter of courtesy. And if you can't keep sacred space in the middle of the work that you're doing, it's not going to work, <laughs> um, you know, because it's not our ego that makes changes in the world. It's the power of our spirit that makes changes in the world. Um, and so by being in our spirit and connecting with the divine, again, the, the phrase I use in every shaman's cave is creating a strong link. And the way you create a strong link is by creating altars, putting out candles, flowers, giving thanks, calling in the spirits, um, thanking them for their help, telling them when you're done with the ceremony and, and thanking them again. Um, you know, this is just all, um, this is all part of shamanism and it's about our relationship with the spirits. Shamanism is about 
uh, being part of uh, being a nature being, but it's also working with spirits and you have to have courtesy. The spirits are, are they're divine. They don't have egos, but we want to have courtesy in working with them. Mm-hmm. Over in the wind clan, we um, make prayer flags for the year. And one of the exercises we're doing this year is that on uh, and you work with a wind for the whole entire month. People forget that the wind work is shamanism. So we're really trying to bring that home this year. So so this month I'm working with the wind Mari. And you know, she's about when she's about a gift and you you call to her when you're lost. But what we're doing is at the beginning of the month, we're as a group, we're calling to the wind spirit that we're working with. And then at the end of the month, before we go on to the next wind for the next prayer flag, we're sending that wind home. And this took me a minute to learn because when I was writing the book, I hadn't really understood completely that I was working with wind spirits and not a concept of wind. It took me, it took me a little while. And, um, and all of a sudden I was at a psychic fair and the psychic says, said to me, I don't need psychic so much anymore. But back then when I was still not understanding how the winds were communicating with me, she goes, you know, there's like 32 spirits standing behind you. And that's exactly how many winds were in the book. So I had invited them all in, but I hadn't sent them home. And so I became a lot more, it got really windy. You know, I, I had to learn that you need to send them home when you're done working with them. So now, you know, now I'll call them and I'll send them home as well. And, and not only out of respect, but out of your own life. If, you, if you've got all these spirits working around you trying to get your attention and you're not paying attention, they're still there. Right. Yeah, it can get very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we, we have to learn how to set boundaries with the... <laughs> The spirits too, which definitely we can do as another show. But um, I, I like, I really like, um, and you know, it's in all my books, and we've done shows on this. I like creating simple altars. Um, you know, bringing things from nature um, that have given permission that they'd like to be in my sacred space. And I have on my altar, I have different, very small rugs with rocks and stones from where I live that were willing to come back with me. Um, Candles, sage, um, pictures of my parents. Um, You know, nothing has to be complex. It just reminds you of something holy, something holy about life um different from everything that's going on around us it's like a time out from the craziness you you Mm -hmm. come and you can sit down by your altar and whether you light the candle like i never i don't light my candles that much anymore whether you light the state the sage or have the beauty of the sage there with you. It doesn't matter. It's about creating a a boundary between you and what's going on with the rest of the egos in the world. It's Mm -hmm. what's going on between you and the divine. And 
I have a, a ritual I do every equinox and solstice. I used to use sage to give thanks to all the beings that I have in my sacred space, which is in every room of my house. Every room of my house is filled with altars. Um, and so it takes me a long time. It's a big deal every equinox and solstice. I used to sage everything and just thank everything for bringing its beauty, grace into our home, its energy into our home. And then with the drought, I it didn't feel right to use sage, so I use rose water um, and I spray rose water. But I give thanks if it's in my house; it's it's bringing energy, um, and and no matter how it was made. You can make it sacred by acknowledging that it's it's a beautiful energy that has entered into your space. And notice, don't listen to us, <laughs> notice for yourself if you put a candle in a room and a, a, a rock by it notice how the energy of the room changes for you. It might not change for anybody else, but does it change for you? Yeah, that's so important. Um, I Last week I was having a really bad mood. And all of a sudden, um, one of my friends, and because it was that two, 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 two thing, she said, oh, I'm going to have an impromptu fire ceremony tomorrow afternoon at two o'clock. So it doesn't even have to be some big involved thing. I'm there like, oh, I'm just too bit. But I'm there like, no, this mood really needs to go to that fire ceremony. So I went to the fire ceremony. And as soon as we, I stepped into that circle, everything shifted. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's an opportunity for you to just take a, a, a moment out from the busyness of whatever else is going on to shift. And then once you shift, say thank you, you come back into a you come back out with a whole entirely different circumstance for the day. Mm. And it, yeah, yeah, it just really it was like so I wrote to her, I'm there, how did you know? Like, <laughs> how did you know my mood needed this? And I think we're in a place where I bet you everybody listening, if they opened up a little sacred space right today and step into that space, greet the spirits, acknowledge that you are of spirit, and then thank them. I, I, I just imagine, why don't we share, like, what? how did that change your perspective in that moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how, how does it change your priorities? Uh-huh. What you see is important about life and, and, and what you don't. Um, you know, I got, I got, um, I know it, it's time for us to move on, but, um, I, uh, got connected to a group of spirits called the Ancient Ones, and I think I was still connected to them when we started the Shaman's Cave and shared a lot of their messages. It was a powerful time, but it was also very overwhelming for me because my body wasn't strong enough to carry the power that they were bringing to me. Um, because they were trying to get their message out. It wasn't power for me. It was their power coming through. 
And the thing that they really reminded me of, and and I don't know what your beliefs are about time, but um, they shared with me that they were over a billion years old. Mm -hmm. And they tried to explain to me how short our lives are, um, that it's not even a millionth of a second, not even a millionth of a second. And, and that was, they didn't know how to make it a smaller amount that I could understand. Um, we really have to look at, you're here now, you're, you're here right now, and your time is so short. It's so short. Where do you want to be putting your energy right now? Where do you want to be putting your energy right now? And that's really what you really need to be asking yourself about this topic. Yeah, I got a real sense of somebody was telling me that I think a billion is a hundred, a hundred thousand million. <laughs> and when you look at it that way, it's like, oh, so they were talking in terms of billionaires, but just think of in terms of seconds or, or time or all of that. But that said, what why don't we do a share this week about how you move into sacred space? Mm-hmm. I think that would be a really great thing to share on the YouTube when you're hitting subscribe and on the shaman's cave um, how, and, and, and share posts about that. Yeah, that would be beautiful. And, and, you know, the thing about Facebook that's positive about Facebook is that it is a good way to inspire each other it it is a really good way to inspire each other and um i created a facebook page a facebook page only to only to inspire and the shaman's cave can be part of that too what would happen if we share what's inspiring us um because we we all need to be uplifted right now we're, we're all aware of the problems. Um, we're all aware of them. We don't need to hear anymore. But what we need to hear is um, what would be uplifting for mm-hmm. us, uh, not being preached at, but what, what would be uplifting? And it would be beautiful if people are willing to share that. Yes. We'll call it our sp- sacred... What was that sacred space group? <laughs> Our sacred space group. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so just stay with us. And, you know, our, our conversations are to inspire you, to offer you hope, to, to be that lamp in the darkness and to, you know, give you a tip or two of what has worked for us. That's it. Pretty simple. That is it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you, everyone. And, Please remember to subscribe to The Shaman's Cave, and we love to be here, and we'll see you next time. So, blessings. Blessings. Blessings.